All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Well, at the very least, the Leafs aren't the only team, only perennial contender, having a tough time to start this season. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Jay, I don't know if you've seen this around the league. There's been a lot of fishy, fishy endings and some underdogs coming out big early on. What's going on with you, bud? Yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm good. Um, yeah, I've noticed that some uh, some hot shots have had some tough starts and some guys that were a little bit under the radar are coming out fire. And so... I mean, I think that's uh, that's good. That's a good thing, and get a uh, get the divisions all kind of evened up, and everyone's going to start dogfighting, and it's not really status quo, which is kind of exciting, if you ask me. It is, and we'll hop around the Atlantic Division uh, coming up in a couple moments. Just uh, take you behind the scenes, what's going on so far. It's a week officially into this regular season, if you can believe it. A reminder that we're interactive as per usual, live on Twitter, live on YouTube right now. If you want to get in on the chat. Uh, going down down below here on YouTube, you can, your concerns, your comments early on. We're just four games into this season. And for me, the sky is falling. But as mentioned, uh, other perennial contenders have been losing. How about Philadelphia beating Tampa last night? The Edmonton Oilers losing to the Buffalo Sabres. It just seems like early on in the season, Rosie, especially from a net mining point of view, you just have no clue what you're going to get, eh? Yeah, so far it's been that way. Um, the Oilers are are just 
getting behind the eight ball every single game, it seems like. R terrible starts, obviously. And then their big boys need to come and try to claw back and get them into games. Um, they've done that, what, three times now at least. And, um, you know, Vancouver is blowing leads like crazy. Um, oh, man. I feel like Toronto's had, you know, it's not even that bad of a start, two and two. But, you know, their glaring mistake is is losing to the Coyotes at home, which um is something that they would love to go back and have a redo on but yeah some funny stuff happened in the league but it's all good watching and it's good to talk about thanks so much for bringing that up by the way i had parked it i had moved on to the dallas stars game thursday night but you you brought it back mm -hmm. up in that loss to the arizona coyotes that i'll continue to reference and i don't know if you've seen on social media the heat has been on for my uh my tweet about the leafs losing to an echl team but i still feel the same way I just think this is a journey to the Stanley Cup playoffs for this organization specifically, and they've really, really disappointed me early on. But again, granted, Rosie, there are 78 games left in the regular season, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, it's only been a week. It just feels like longer. And when you spend a ton of your time and energy dissecting every tiny thing about an organization that you feel passionate about, which is probably the definition of, of Leafs Twitter, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get skies falling attitudes. You're going to get drastic takes left, right, and center. You're going to want people doing something that's, you know, from an actuality standpoint would be pretty insane at this point in time. And, you know, they're, uh, they're two points out of uh, number one in the Atlantic right now. So what uh, the sky's not falling. Thank you, Rosie. I appreciate that. Speaking of passion, go Raptors. They kick off their season tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You want to watch a good Toronto team, watch the Toronto Raptors. No, I'm kidding. The Leafs are a phenomenal regular season team. And again, the jury is, is out for a lot of teams going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. A reminder to uh, subscribe, smash that like button. Again, leave us a review. Visit theleafsnation.com for the very, very latest happening here in Leafs Nation. As the Maple Leafs get set to host the Dallas Stars, the capper of a four-game homestand coming up tomorrow night uh with that in mind let's jump over the boards all right this is a rosy initiated topic to bat lead off here as we get set for the ds's in major league baseball major league postseason's outrageously good by the way uh but it's early what's your assessment of austin matthews through four games rosie you know, I wanted to talk about this just to shine some light on something. I am not worried about Austin Matthews. Um, has he had the greatest start? No. Is that a huge deal? No, it's not ideal, but the sky's not following on Austin Matthews. But my point is, I look around and I see so many fire Sheldon Keefe tweets out there. And they said, he hasn't got it done. This is too slow of a start. And then no one's talking about Austin Matthews at all. And to me, when I watch the games, for his caliber of player and for what he's able to provide and what he's capable of, his talent level and his ability, I'm hardly seeing him out there. He's he's not being Austin Matthews. And again, it's only four games into the season, but people are like, well, we know what Matthews can do, so he gets a pass. Well, what can Austin, yeah. Austin Matthews do? He can put up 60 in the regular season. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe can win. 115 points in a regular season have either of them gotten it done in the playoffs no they haven't so why does he get a pass he's there you know 11 what the hell is he making right now 11 and a half million dollars average and he's going to go up here in a couple of years maybe sign something next year and he's going to be one of the biggest boys in the nhl he's a high talent he needs to be held a little bit responsible if you're going to be throwing your arms up about their start right now 
and no one seems to be doing that. And I mean, you look at Tavares, he's every time there's a big goal that we need to get back in a game or to get a lead or anything like that, he's been on it so far. Um, Marner's been carrying the puck and making plays and are, are they all penetrating? Are they all adding up to points and stuff nobody's out there and he's very noticeable and Nylander's put up some some big goals and the team needs it too so those boys are are going and you're missing your biggest piece of the puzzle so if people are yelling fire Keefe I just can't imagine the mayhem that would happen if they fired Keefe right now there's just not a chance it would do anything good it's four games into the season I'm not worried about Matthews but if you're going to start bitching about this team and talking about firing a coach how have you not even talked about their stud not playing up to potential at all respectfully rosie i will disagree with your stance on the stanley cup playoffs i think at the very least austin matthews has been noticeable in the last two cup runs regardless of losing in seven games he throws his body around i think as you mentioned that's the one thing we've noticed early on in this season he has 14 hits through four games by the way his career high came last year where it's 67 hits in 73 games as he's changing the way he plays I think this is more so the Austin Matthews that we've seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs using the body. I mean, is it sustainable over an 82-game stretch? Very, very unlikely. Like, I like to correlate it to Alex Ovechkin early on in his career where he played more of that physical game. He still does, but not to the extent where he's throwing his body on the line on a nightly basis. I just think you're trying to create space if you're a guy like Austin Matthews, and I have to give teams some credit. Um, you know, they've been playing him really, really well defensively so far. Having said that, uh, recent history has suggested that Matthews is a notorious slow starter, at least in the last couple seasons. You look at his numbers. He had one in his first six last year. Goes on to score 59 and 67. Thank you very much. And one in his first four back two seasons ago. So am I worried about Austin Matthews offensively? Probably not, but I do agree across the board. And Sheldon Keefe did call the elite players out the other night. They have to be better. And again, I disagree. I think the one guy to look at is Mitch Marner. I just don't think he's been good enough so far this season. Hmm. Yeah, well, going back to, to Matthew's play, like for him to be having like career high hits and for him to be molding his game and be playing um, playoff style hockey right now, what is that bringing? Like, have you noticed that? Has that been changing games? Is he just this dominant, you know, you look at guys that can throw their body around like McKinnon in Colorado, a, a top talent in the league who can also bang and be a big truck um i don't really think austin's that player i i've never thought i would yeah. say like i we don't need that from you but his his hits aren't changing a game or making a big impact and if they're taking away from his ability to make plays and be you know that guy that can just see the ice and and destroy a team when he's on his best if they're taken away from that, then we don't need those hits, Austin. We'll get other guys to do that. You just do your thing and play your game. But like you said, if he's a notorious slow starter last year, I think he's coming off an injury, so rightfully so. But you think he'd be fired up and ready to rock so far. And, you know, he's got he's got one point in the four games. And like you said, it's only four games. And I'm not worried about him. I'm not panicking about him. I'm just saying if you're pointing to certain things on why the Leafs haven't had a 4-0 start, how do you not shed a little bit of light on his start? I get what you're saying, but I would point the fingers in other direction before I get to Austin Matthews, who again is coming off 60 goals in 73 games. Like he's the least of my concerns. And I, I think to your point to start this entire conversation, he gets the benefit of the doubt because he's the best goal scorer in the NHL and a top, what, five player at the very least in this league. You know he's going to get going. To me, across the board, the bottom six hasn't been good enough defensively they've been a train wreck for the most part and the goaltending's been okay Eric Schalgren makes 15 saves the other night 
We'll see Elias Samsonov very, very likely, uh, excuse me, to play against the Dallas Stars coming up on Thursday. So at the very least, I think that's the consensus on Austin Matthews, but it's only an amount of time before this guy gets cooking. And I might even hit the anytime goal tomorrow night because I think he's supremely due. One goal, one assist in four games, 21 shots on goal. And as mentioned, 14 hits. Not sure if you saw this yesterday, and it's great news. Music to the ears of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Rosie. But the salary cap could increase significantly. And with that, four to four and a half million bucks going into next season, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said Tuesday that the escrow balance is likely to be paid off by the players at the end of the season. And if this happens, the salary cap will increase by around four mil next summer. This is massive for the Maple Leafs, isn't it? Yeah, that would be huge. I mean, obviously right now their cap crunch is like to start their season where they $4. I can't believe how many teams have gone yeah. right, right against it. Like, And they weren't even the closest to the cap, which is unbelievable. $4, how do you do that with all the millions and tens of millions getting thrown around? Brandon it's pretty outrageous. That's right. Everyone seems to hire these guys and that's their whole job is crunching these numbers and these possibilities and these shuffling these contracts around, which it's pretty cool on one hand, um, for sure. And I mean, when you're up against the cap and you find out you're going to get a bunch of breathing room, that that's a huge deal. And I don't know if four to four and a half is going to solve all their problems when you look at the guys that uh, need to resign here coming up very soon. Um, guys that are flat out done their contracts. Um, you got to qualify guys, UFAs, and then you got guys that are just able to re-sign long-term like uh, like a Matthews that we were talking about and see what happens there. But um, obviously you got to look at your long-term projections. What is this going to look like five years down the road, four years down the road? There's just so much that go into it. Uh, it's, it's obvious that you do need, you know, a professional guy to do a, a full-time job on that. But anytime that cap's going up, that's obviously a huge positive thing. And, you know, hopefully those owners have got their pockets lined enough with a lot of their shitty teams down south. And uh, and they can be happy that the players' paychecks have been keeping their bank accounts full. And uh, they'll give them a little piece of the crumbs, I guess, eh? Classic player comment right there. Not that I'm on any side of the ledger, by the way. But that is a classic player comment right now. 10-plus um, pending free agents for the Leafs. I think short-term... It has to be a win, um, especially when you look at Michael Bunting, UFA to B, coming off a contract that pays nine fifty. Granted, again, he has been in Sheldon Keefe's doghouse, and we should preface by saying a lot can change early on in the season. Um, but I think when you look at Bunting individually, I think he's proven a lot for this team, and I think he is worthy of a big, fat new contract extension. I'm not saying six and a half mil per season, but he's going to get an upgrade. So. Any penny that you can get from that salary cap going going up, the Leafs have to be ecstatic about. Goes to Bunting. I think Kerfoot's going to be in that conversation. He's a pending UFA. Might have just priced himself out of this market to begin with. David Camp's another guy that I think so far I've been impressed. Like Not so much this season, but I think at the value of his contract, he's been a really, really good ad for this team. And then don't forget Ilya Samsonov. Again, Small sample size, and we'll be saying that a lot, a lot through the first month or so of this show. It's early, it's early, it's early. But Ilya Samsonov is another guy who will need a new contract. So to reallocate that money anywhere you can, I think, is a W for this team. So great news if the salary cap does go up, Rosie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any any room, you, you'll take it, right? But, um, yeah. you know, you look at a bunting who's like their first-line player who's who's putting up big points and, and making a huge impact on games for 950 grand. That's the kind of stuff that you need to have if you're going to have depth and if you're going to make a team that's going to be a winner against a salary cap. You need to get those guys in. When those guys start to produce for you, which you want them to do, 
they're going to renew their contract and they're going to be worth a lot more and you're not going to be able to hold on to all of them. So I think, you know, maybe Bunting moves on. The bottom line is he's playing with Marner and Matthews the last few years. That That's a dream job, right? You know, you got the guys coming up that made careers for yeah. themselves playing with Sidney Crosby, made careers for themselves playing with um, Connor McDavid, and those guys make it really easy on you and you look like a superstar playing with them. So a Bunting, you need a guy like that to, to step in and have a huge impact with a small contract, but don't expect all these guys to still be here and to re-sign for what they're going to be asking for. It's going to be a shakeup, no doubt it always is, but you got to find those guys that can do it again for a smaller smaller hit on the cap. Yeah, stressing the shakeup is the biggest thing there because if this team doesn't get past the first round, I think somebody significant is going to go out the door anyway, so it's going to be a moot point, but the salary cap going up is great news for the Leafs. Agreed. Um, Rosie, let's look now at the Atlantic Division. Again, we're just a week into the regular season, but we've seen some upsets. Uh, how weird is it to see the Tampa Bay Lightning at the bottom of the standings? They're one and three in the first four games, but as we know, they do love to pace themselves. They lose to Philadelphia. Uh, you played for the Flyers. What an incredible story. Again, it's early on, but John Tortorella has done a great job with them, hasn't he? Yeah, so far, man, he's just kind of isolated himself in there. And um, I saw, I don't know if it was on TV or on Instagram or something, but like kind of a speech that he made about like, I'm going to be honest with you. I want you to be honest with me. We're going to do this together. I love this shit. I love this. I hope you love it. Like, let's go. I can't be happy enough. I'm going to be hard on you. You can be hard on me. Just be honest. Like when you get a guy saying that and it's not just the normal, all right, line it up here. We're going to do some X's and O's and stuff. And you're just kind of like, do another day at the rink. When you got a guy like that, who's, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Tortorella's style. I mean, I, I've been to many yeah. camps with him, and he's on the megaphone while we're running around the track at SFU <laughs> and in 100% humidity, and he's just screaming <laughs> through the megaphone, and guys are blowing up their groins before they even touch a puck at camp. I can't stand that shit, but um, he has got a pretty wicked resume. Uh, Jack Adams Award winner, Stanley Cup winner. And that team's playing for them right now. You know, they needed to shake up and no one expected a lot out of them. And they've come out to a really hot start. So um, all you can do is say good for those guys. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they keep it going. But that was a huge win the other night against uh, against Tampa Bay. And, yeah, when you're looking at it right now, it doesn't look normal. But if you look, the top, what, six teams yeah. are a win away from being in first place. So it's very, it's very tight. And it is a small sample size. But, no, the Lightning certainly aren't uh, – aren't looking normal sitting down at the very bottom of the Atlantic right now. It's it's funny you look at Torts too. Like he's the one coach. If there's a coach in this league who has a shelf life, it's John Tortorella. And it, it spans about two years. And after that, the players are like, fuck this shit. I'm done with this guy. But it's happened yeah. so many times. But the resume speaks for itself. Like he, I think initially there will be a boost to the Philadelphia Flyers. When you look specifically again at this Atlantic, great start for the Boston Bruins. The Ottawa Senators beat them in the home opener. Again, it's been organized chaos or lack thereof around this league from an offensive point of view. I hope you're hitting that those overs. Ottawa came to play finally following that loss to the Leafs on Saturday. And the Florida Panthers, again, we ex- we didn't know what to expect with this team. They make a blockbuster trade in the offseason. But Aaron Ekblad just can't stay healthy. Uh, ends up on LTIR today. That's huge news for the Florida Panthers, Rosie. Yeah, that's devastating. I mean, to... To lose Uyghur and Huberto and uh, Johnny yeah. Hockey down there, he's he's not my favorite player in the world by any means, but he is good and he's he's had a good start. But um, Ekblad's a huge huge piece of that locker room, so um, not sure how long he's going to be out. But just uh, the fact that he's going to be out there at least a month is not a great yeah. sign for them and uh, a big loss for sure. 
Yeah, I think I saw a grade two groin strain, something like that for Aranac Blad. Don't quote me on that, but I think we were looking at four to six, maybe six to eight weeks. And that's a tough lo- tough loss. He just, he can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, it's it's an unfortunate thing about the Florida Panthers and more specifically Aranac Blad. They do have the depth. It's just a, a much different team. The Buffalo Sabres are another team hot out of the gates. This division is going to be really, really intriguing. So to your point, the sky is not falling in Leafland. Again, when you look across this division, Rosie, it's going to look a lot different than it is right now, right? Yeah, these teams, it's going to be fun to watch over the next month or so. All these logos you're looking at are just going to be bouncing up and down and up and down. Jumbled. And look, yeah. look how tight it is. Look how tight it is. I mean, six points to four points in the top six guys. I mean, that's 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 one single night of, of playing hockey. So by no means is this a set thing and you know you got to wait till Christmas and I think until you really start to see how things are shaking out and how teams are doing and and what guys gel level is so yeah interesting to check it out and it's just nice to see how guys are getting out of the gates right now but um, by no means is this uh, is this going to look the same here in a little while I thought our bar was American Thanksgiving that's where we like to correlate all the data across this league if you're going to make the Stanley Cup playoffs or not but again the Leafs are looking ahead of the Dallas Stars we'll get to that Coming up a bit later on, we'll get interactive with the chat, some comments here early on, but it's time to get to the wrap-up. Brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. I hope you're tailing me right now, Rosie, because I am on fire. I was on the Ottawa Senators on Monday night. They cashed a couple dicey, hairy moments for me, but uh, they got the win. That's all that matters. I'm going to keep it in Canada. Again, the Leafs are not playing tonight. I'm going to look to the Winnipeg Jets, who are facing off against the Colorado Avalanche. Give me Blake Wheeler, an anytime point for Blake Wheeler. So that's over 0.5 points. You're looking at around a value of minus 125. All in all, the Perfetti-Dubois-Wheeler line has been really, really quiet. It seems like Mark Scheifele's provided pretty much all the offense so far for the Winnipeg Jets through a couple games. But Wheeler's numbers in his career against Colorado... 38 games, 20 goals, 32 assists, 52 points, and oh yeah, he was just stripped of his captaincy. Whoa. That is a light show against a team of that caliber, man. Good pick. Yeah, I, to go and crunch those numbers and see how he does against each team, that that just seems to happen all the time. Like Something that I like is former players against their old teams always seem to have a night and put up points and uh, and. and And has he put up a lot of points against that team? So um, I love that. And like you said, you're hot. So I'm going to ride that pony as well and uh, see what we can get done here. But uh, not a bad play at all for a point tonight. This is my official heat check, by the way. My official heat check. I was going to go as far as to say that Winnipeg wins against Colorado, but I couldn't get to that level. So I'm, I'm going to look at least a goal or a point here from Blake Wheeler, just because I think Colorado is susceptible to offense from time to time. They like to play that open brand. It led, it led me to a question too. Like, did you have a building where you just felt so good in wherever you played in your career, whether it be the American Hockey League or the NHL, where you hopped in from the morning skate where you had your cup of coffee that you, you always seem to feel it in? Yeah, certain buildings, you seem to have that. You Whether yeah. you had a good game or whether it's a team that just fits your style or something like that, you you get in there and you just feel comfortable and you just have good vibes in there basically. And I mean, sometimes that's all it comes down to is just where your head's at, you know, how positive you're feeling. Uh, You know, it can be the complete opposite in some barns, depending on what's happened to you there in your career before. But definitely, like you say, look at the points and look at how some guys just show up in certain buildings. Obviously that's a thing for, uh, 
for high talent NHLers too. And they can go in there and uh, put the hammer down and you can almost rely on that. And if you know those inside tracks, I mean, I don't think all of the algorithms in Vegas are, are catching all those things. <laughs> so sometimes you can try to outsmart them and uh, yeah, you've been doing pretty good so far, but I also like to live bet, like see how the game goes as far as yeah. the jets tonight against Colorado. See what, see what kind of start it has. See if you can get a vibe for who's going. And if you can catch something happen uh, like yesterday, I, I put some on the flames after they went down a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. I thought they were just, they were firing and it just wasn't going in. They got a couple of bad breaks and some penalties. And then all of a sudden they're down and I hammered them at, at a massive plus and uh, they ended up winning the game. And sometimes I like to just watch and see what's going on with the game and see if the, the numbers are a little bit skewed and you can take advantage of that. I'm so happy hockey's back, man. Like I turn on the games every night. And I know we're just a week into this, but I'm a fanatic. Like I love the sport so much. I'm the guy watching games at 1030 at night. I just love it. And, and it's so great to have it back. Not so much perspective yeah that's the cherry on top to be able to be excited about that if you're winning at least but just having the game back you talk about the calgary flames i've been so impressed with that team early on there's just a lot of teams who i'm really really intrigued and fascinated with and i you know i like to see the new blood in the league like new teams be successful like it was great to see colorado win last year like i I love these types of stories yeah, it's it's fun. I, I like that too. And sometimes it gets a little stagnant when some teams get studly yeah. and um, they're just kind of dominating their division year after year. And you're seeing the same kind of Eastern Conference final vibe and the same kind of thing going on in the West and gets a little little outdated. And then when you start shaking things up and, you know, we got some new teams in the league now all of a sudden the last handful of years and um, mm-hmm. seeing who's playing for them and who's making a name for themselves. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely fun. I mean, the other night when you know, I sat down and a couple of buddies came over, watched the Leafs game and then and then the Battle of Alberta right after that. And I mean, yeah, I cranked probably too many beers that night, but what a blast. Yeah, I was going to say, been... how, how many pops can you smash in a two and a half hour sitting? Like, I hope it was that game against Arizona because I'd probably be at like a two, four through about three, about 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't feeling good there. I think that's when I really started to put them down because I was, uh, I was not in a good place and I was worried about the pod on Monday and what, what was going to be happening over Twitter over the weekend. But um, no, let's just say I was moving a little slow at my uh, kid's game there on Sunday morning. Ooh, that's the worst feeling when you're hungover the next day and you got to be somewhere. Like I, I play beer league puck on Sunday afternoons. I don't know what's possessed me to do that, but when I just get after it, and I mean after it on a Saturday night, and you're out till three, four, five. God knows where you're at, who you're with, but it's just the worst feeling when you're gonna get, you have to get on the ice at like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. But on this, like, aside from that, it's great um, for your mentality to get your day going on Sunday, man. It's just a tough feeling overall. <laughs> Try try uh, try coaching you seven kids and having to wipe oh. their nose and listen to them bitch when I had an eight fifteen a.m. game. That's uh, a little rough. I got to be smarter. I'm getting too old for that shit. You're a grit grinder, my man. We love to be interactive with everybody here, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. If you got a comment, a concern on the season, a question for us, you want answered on air, bring it. Uh, Flynn McCoy writes in: the Oilers' concession prices are the single-handedly paying off. The escrow right now so there's your response Rosie. i knew it was coming I, I saw that dude it was like high-end restaurant prices it's like a hot dog a bag of chips don't get me started on that shit, dude. coke for like 56 bucks i was like how do you even stand at the till and reach for your wallet for that that's outrageous so i have some buddies who love to get after it and with that 
like you go to an NHL game and you want to put away a couple of drinks, have a bit of a free a feed. You're looking at like no problem 300 350 bucks on top of the money you spent for the ticket, Rosie. Like I, I think it's absurd. That's too much. You think about it, at the end of the day it's just a night out, right? It's an experience. Yeah. You're going to watch your favorite team, you're in the barn, you go to that new rink in in Edmonton and it's beautiful. You're watching McDavid. It's a cool thing. But yeah. like wouldn't it be nice if more people could experience that? You can't you can't just drop $700 and that's just for you. You want to bring your kid. Most people have more than one kid. Your wife can't come now. If you want to bring the family to a game, like that's a vacation. And that and that's too yeah. much, you know. And I don't know what again, these a lot of money. And if their team's losing money, the players will just make them whole again with escrow. And it's just a lot of money's getting uh it's getting too high for people to go to the games and it it's frustrating, but I think that's been the the gripe for years and years and years right uh it's it's not cheap to do that kind of stuff and seeing those prices the other day on twitter for for edmonton that's outrageous me me and my brother actually in like oh four when the flames were were going to the finals i was drafted by tampa so they gave me some uh, tickets yeah. to the uh, game six and i got the tickets from the hotel went to the saddle dome took off my shirt that i was wearing to say thank you sir for the tickets and i had my flames shirt on so me and my brother were we're doing that and we snuck a i think we snuck a two or a mickey you each love had a mickey it. or something in, in our box <laughs> to go and then we got we got caught pouring it in the old uh got caught pouring it in the diet coke and almost got booted right before overtime but uh luckily we sweet talked the girl but um I, 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 you, you think people would almost be tempted to do that in their 50s not when they're 18 Guaranteed years old you know do. Why wouldn't Guaranteed. you, man? It's outrageous. No, there, there's flasks out there, like f fake purses, fake anything that a lot of females have that they'll bring in alcohol and, and males too. Like I, I just think we have gotten to that level where you have to adapt on the fly and to want to have that night to really bring it, you've got to spend, you know, in excess of 200, 300 bucks. Like Flynn writes in two burgers, two pops, two small bags of chips, $55. The one thing I will say about Alberta 50-50 is outrageous out there, isn't it? Oh, it was crazy there. The COVID, man, like you, you'd hear over the years, a buddy's at, you know, so-and-so was at the Flames game. So-and-so went up to Edmonton, won the 50-50, and, you know, you win $15,000, and it's like, can you imagine? That's so cool. That's awesome. Good for him. Now this is blowing six figures out the door, and it's just getting huge, and I think the teams are like, whoa, we can put this thing online instead of having a guy walking around with a bucket in the concourse. You put it <laughs> online, get with, get with the times, and, man, people are putting it out there. But, you know, I think it's uh, just that greedy, gambling <laughs> Alberta boy and everybody and uh, that wants to get a piece of it, I guess. I've always wondered how that works out if you win the 50-50 at a big sporting event. Like, if I'm somebody, I'm trying to spear the guy, take the ticket, and, and get the cash out. But that's just me. I'm just a piece of shit. Uh, quickly, just your, your quick thoughts as we set up Thursday, Rosie, in the matchup against the Dallas Stars to wrap here. Yeah, it's a big game for the Leafs, I think. Um, they're playing a really good team. They got a really good goaltender. And that team's been hot. They have come out of the gates good. So, um it wouldn't be as big of a pressure packed. We need a win here game if they didn't do what they did there on uh, that game against Arizona. But uh, it, it's a good test for them. And I think that if they come out and, you know, I'd like to see Austin Matthews dominate the majority of the game 
And if we can clean some things up defensively, I think Samsonov has shown nothing but being quite solid. And I expect that again. So they can get a win off those guys. It'll be a big win. And uh, Leafland can kind of chill out for a couple of nights. Yeah, maybe one night, and then you're back on the horse taking on the Winnipeg Jets on the road uh, coming up on Saturday. But yeah, that's probably the one thing I'm looking at and the underlying storyline of the potential of Robertson versus Robertson, right? We we expect Nick Robertson to make his season debut off the heels, on the heels of an amazing, amazing uh, preseason. Granted, it was the preseason, but I would expect him to be in the top six. And I think if you're to ask me right now, maybe it's a guy like Pierre Engvall who leaves the lineup. I just don't think he's done anything in the first couple of games to at least stay in this lineup, Rosie. I don't know if you feel the same way about Engvall so far. Yeah, not a whole lot. You know, um, maybe the first game or two, I just noticed the puck on his stick here and there, and he's kind of involved in the play and then just completely falling off. And you look up and down the lineup here and that's kind of the the obvious yank right if you're gonna if you're gonna put someone who's gonna put some minutes in um again i'd like to see something on that fourth line getting shaken up a little bit someone who can you know going back to the matthews thing why is he hitting so much is he getting hits because he's colliding with people are people coming near him to hit him is he's taking too much abuse and i think i have the reason why that is and it starts with the fourth line toughness but um you know, maybe mm-hmm. something in there get changed up as well. But I definitely think Robertson will be chucked in there somewhere. And pretty cool to play against your brother for for your opening game there. And uh, I imagine his parents will be looking at uh, flights to get over for that one if that does happen. And undoubtedly, we'll dive into that storyline coming up tomorrow. And that's where we'll reconvene. Great job today, Rosie. Right on, man. Good chat. And yeah, let's uh, see what happens tomorrow night. We need one, boys. There you have it. Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.